0: Hi everyone, I'm Dave Butler.
1: I'm Emily Freeman. Welcome
0: to Don't Miss This. It's our scripture study podcast where we move through the scriptures this year. Right now we're in the book of Acts. We're in the New Testament this year, I should say. And then right now we're in the book of Acts, the second half. You're in the second half of the year, everybody. Congratulations, (laughs) you made it. And uh, we've got some really, really rad stuff. The book of Acts is, right, a continuation of the story of Jesus, but now Jesus is in heaven and moving and working among everybody and so it looks a lot more like what our life looks like and our relationship and interaction with with jesus so we it's really cool to be able to see um i don't know almost like a pattern and principles of like yeah what it's like to live this life you know a life under the direction of jesus like right now
1: yeah and comparing the early church to our church and and what's similar there and what we see but also and
0: it's encouraging to see a lot of like oh like yes. today there's some like disputing that goes on between people and you're like, that's good to know. Because yeah, we cause have that, that too. And it's good yeah. to see the miracles and like, good to know. We have those and, and can expect those too. So that's really Yeah,
1: cool. and to realize like the church is, is really growing and living, it's a living church. Yeah, that's And it an awesome... was here um, too, like they were, they were, Jesus had just been there and they still were navigating yeah. what church yeah. was meant to look like, which I really love that about this. It's
0: actually really we should have named the lesson that. But it's it has the same vibe. Yeah. You know, but it's that idea of right.
1: Yeah. Just a watching living a, is a living cool, church cool way in, to say that. in movement, in motion. And also um watching the leadership, right? And we're gonna we're gonna watch Peter have learning and growing lessons, but also um one of my favorite things that happened last time we taught the New Testament four years ago was actually with my mom because my mom had never really like devoted time to studying or understanding Paul mm. and who he was and the role he played in the early church and you actually fall in love with Paul within these next 6 months don't you think that's true
0: yeah and i and and i think it might be helpful to say tr- fall in love with him in the book of acts like yes. as like watch the ju- because what happens is in the book of Acts, you almost get like, this is Paul's journey. This is Paul's yeah. lifetime. And then the rest is all the letters he wrote like during the I book did, of yeah. Acts. You Siri try? really wanted I to be a part of us. love it when Siri us.
1: loves to but, but, and, and so like, It's cool
0: to see, you get a lot of like, you get, you get the storyline, I guess, in yeah, the book of Acts a, a of Paul. Paul right? Yeah,
1: and my mom loved it. Like by the end of it, she was like, I love Paul. And I didn't even know it was like a friendship. She had been missing that she didn't even know yeah. she was missing, which was so cute for me because we love Paul, everyone. We are like big Paul fans. And I think probably the reason we like him the most is because he's like, what what's a good word for him? You just, you never know what is gonna happen next with Paul. And he's so passionate yeah. about what he does. And he enters into everything with like this great enthusiasm for Jesus, even if he, he like is a little wrong (laughs) yeah or impulsive (laughs) or or brash or like you just i get such a giggle out of watching paul try and move the church forward and it actually gives me a lot of comfort because it makes me realize that like as we enter into these conversations and discussions and um within our own church community and and in our wards and in our stakes and as we are working with other people to realize there are going to be Paul moments, everybody. We're all going to have them. And you're going to come in with that enthusiasm and that passion, and that's part of a living church.
0: And Paul gives you permission to not fit a mold. Yes. Like he like is an, a perfect example of like there's actually no mold of what missionary work should look like or what leadership should look like, you know? Like yeah. we kind of accidentally culturally create them, you know? And yeah. then Paul gives permission to anybody who feels like, I don't actually fit the mold of this. It's like, well, congratulations. You have a really good friend. His name's Paul. He wrote half the New Testament. So like you, it's just, you love seeing him. Yes. I had a mission president, my mission president, um, when he would talk about Paul, he would just cry. And it made me want to read Paul. Yes. I had, you know, I don't think I knew who he was when I started my mission. Yeah. I heard of him or whatever. But I was like, wait, why do you, you really, really love him so much. And I, I want to. Yeah. I want to, I want to know who he is. Yeah. So
1: you're about to be introduced to someone you're going to love. That's what's going to happen. And yeah. I loved watching my mom take that journey of discovering him and then just loving him. So um, hopefully that happens for all of us as we go through these next six months. But we wanted to talk a little bit about two things that are kind of important. So we're going to dive into that for a second, just to make sure you don't miss any of it. And then Uh, we'll go straight into the lesson. Um, I'm really excited about something that's about to happen in August, which sounds funny to say that because actually there are two big (laughs) things happening in August, and I'm way more excited about one of them. The other one actually feels a little overwhelming, but the one I'm super excited about has never happened before, and it's going to be really historic, and you're just probably starting to hear about it, but we are really passionate about it, so we wanted to just spend a little bit of time telling you about this YSA, this Utah YSA conference that is about to happen that has never happened before. And just listening to what the planning that is taking place up at the church and hearing people talk about it and the enthusiasm for it, we just want to make sure you all knew about it. So it's going to be for the whole month of August. It is a YSA gathering, unlike any that has ever happened before. They're anticipating 40,000 YSA in downtown Salt Lake, which is going to be incredible. Like part of me just wants to go stand on street corners and watch everyone (laughs) come in. (laughs) What if I do? I just (laughs) stand and I'll just smile because I'll be so happy. Um, So it's a month long um, conference. There's something every weekend, which I've got um, Cute Grace, who is a young, single adult age. And I just, I think of this opportunity to meet so many people for one month and, yeah, cool. and be introduced to all different people.
0: And it's hosted by the Utah area. So anybody who wanted to come in for any of it could certainly come in for, you look at a weekend, if you yeah. live out of state or something, or down Southern Utah, or something you want to drive up for some of it, get a whole van of people together. It's, yeah. you know, the Which is what I'm thinking. And-
1: who, who doesn't want to just pull? It's, it reminds me of when my kids were teenagers and they all wanted to buy that summer fun pass. So they could just go everywhere together and get in to every single event. And that's how it's going to work. It's a $50 fee for the entire month. And you're invited to every single activity that is happening. And let's just say some of these activities, there's, it starts August 5th. Yeah,
0: August 5th starts down in Provo and there's a concert. It's a One Republic concert and Tori Kelly and Jordan Smith. They're all combining together for this concert to kind of kick off the entire month. That's at uh, Lavelle Edwards Stadium, which is going to be amazing. That's going to be super rad. Yeah. And then, um, so the ticket like gets you into that, and then there will be a dance the next weekend, um, and a fun and a five k like on that Friday Saturday of the next weekend.
1: Which is so fun because who doesn't just want to grab a whole bunch of friends and
0: run it? Yeah. Run it. Dance yeah. and then run it. Yeah. Um,
1: That's the same weekend, right? right. It's all your yeah. cardio So the for dance the, whole the night and then. That morning, and then that August
0: nineteenth and twentieth is there's there's a conference all day long, in up in Salt Lake on the nineteenth. And, and let's kind talk of like, about
1: some of those things that are happening because the conference all day long on Saturday, there are a million things that you could just you just choose what you want to go to. There's going to be they're recording live podcasts because I know you're going. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm going, um, and, and I think Grace is like, also going. TED Talk kind of stuff too. They've got well, escape rooms, games, lunch, like I, just all.
1: Yeah. Like there's a list of you get on the website and see the whole list
0: of it's sort of like you just wander around and and meet.
1: Think about how many people are gonna be there. And I I know there's gonna be a lot of people from Utah, but they've got people flying in from different countries and uh, from different states that are coming to just participate because it's it's such a historic event. It has never happened before to gather that many YSA in one location. And then I think Elder Christofferson is speaking. as a
0: devotional on that Sunday.
1: That Sunday yeah. of that weekend conference. Um, so if you're here, if you're nearby, um, that $50 gets you into every single event. So it's kind of like you don't have to wonder what to do on the weekends. Because yeah. you just there's something going on every weekend <laughs> in August. And I just like to hope that people are going to maybe make a whole bunch of um, new friends yeah. in August that just will be there for the whole rest of this next year. So if you're looking for a way of connecting, if you're looking for community, a place to belong, um, just a place to go for like happy and good memories.
0: Yeah, you forgot about the speed dating and the pickleball tournament. And the karaoke competition.
1: <laughs> Do you <laughs> wanna go? The,
0: I wanna win it. <laughs> okay. um, and then a huge service project too, the oh, Million yeah. Meals Service Project, yes. that they're doing, which will be super rad. We should have, um, they're gonna try and pack a million meals together as part of that big project. It really so. is
1: gonna be just amazing. So if you're a YSA listening, we're gonna put the um, link in the newsletter, but if you just wanna know where to go, it's UtahYSAConf.com. Dot com
0: yeah or just and, google it and it comes up
1: yep and it will come up and you there's a register button right on the right hand side and you just gather everybody you know and go um but if you're um, not a ysa and listening reach out to whoever you know that's that age and just ask have you heard about this it's new this year so there's a really good chance people haven't heard about it yet um we are so enthusiastic about it we're hoping our community will help just spread the word and let people know that it's it really is going to be amazing. Um, the speakers have not been announced yet that are coming in for it. But once they are announced, you're going to be super happy if you already have your tickets. Yeah. So this is going to be really, really awesome. And then maybe we should talk about the other thing happening in August. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about <laughs> August. Um, this is one of the biggest questions that I get asked is what is August going to look like? Which actually keeps me up at night. Um, I am starting to feel um, a little bit of excitement and less overwhelmed, but it depends on the day. We David will tell you.
0: <laughs> She's schizophrenic. I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: She's yeah, yeah.
0: just back and forth. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, super excited and like,
1: a then she'll call and say like,
0: I don't think I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's too big for me, you know. And then the next day she's like, isn't this going to be awesome? This is going to be so good. So
1: Yeah. We just don't know what it's going to look like, but um, I am getting really excited. The longer I'm with my counselors, the more excited uh, that I get because they're just such good ladies. So it's going to require a lot of change in my life, and this community is one of those changes that we have been navigating. And a lot of you have been asking, what is gonna happen with Don't Miss This? And is it gonna end? Like, will it be over once August comes? And these were the questions we asked yeah. also in the early months of wondering and prayed about it and thought about it and put a lot of time into that. And I think, um uh don't miss this is not going to end. There's just too many good things happening. And we the conversations that we're having with all of you about what you're learning and how uh, you're using scripture in a way that you never have before actually really matters yeah. to both of us. And so don't miss this is going to continue. Yeah, David will continue with don't miss this. Um, I will step back a little bit because of time and just trying to navigate everything. And so I will always be a part of this community, and you will see me coming and going from this community, and I will be doing um, a lot of work behind the scenes and just um, part, part of what is happening here because it is so good, and, and we feel like it really matters. But there's going to be a new host on Don't Miss This in three weeks from now. Is that That's when it is, right?
0: Three yeah. weeks. One, yeah. One, two, three. Yeah, I think. Three weeks. Yeah. It's hard to keep track.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I love this story of um, one of the nights when David had first found out about this calling and he climbed into bed. Do you remember yeah, this? But yeah, actually, you tell the story.
0: It actually happened before
1: the oh, that's uh, right. calling.
0: Which, that's what, right. which is what made it kind of yeah, I was uh, hopping into bed, playing to my phone and everything, and and the spirit said to me, You can teach with grace. And I was like, That is so weird. <laughs> but fun, okay. Like, what are we gonna teach together? Because <laughs> I mean? love Grace so much, and we—I um, taught Grace in seminary, and she came to all four years <laughs> of my seminary class. Even when she moved to high schools, she still drove over and came uh, into my classes. And we have just stayed really, really good friends. And and then that just kind of I think came into a part of the part of the um, part of the answer there when thinking about. Man, what do we do? How do we, um, how do we keep going with this really rad, you know, scripture study community and family that we have? And then, you know, with Emily's new calling. And so um, we approached Grace and asked her if she wanted to step in and teach scripture together with me on here. And uh, I think uh, she, was, she could speak for herself about, you know, what, yeah. what that was like for her. But at the end of the day, it was a, a super enthusiastic, uh, why not? For sure. You know? Yeah. And so, um, we're, we're, we're not gonna, we don't know what's gonna happen with the two of us <laughs> on camera.
1: <laughs> but out of the three of us, one is more nervous than the other two.
0: Yeah, Grace and I are so excited <laughs> about it. So um, so Grace is going if you don't know Grace, you should go get to know her. Um, what's her Instagram name this,
1: called? This week's Grace.
0: This week's Grace. Is that the cutest Instagram handle you've ever heard in your life? um because it's this week's grace and also this week's grace you know she talks a lot about where she sees she's so good first of all she's a phenomenal teacher of scripture you're really excited to to see that um she kind of is a a, a mix of me and you i yeah, think a little bit like she i think mm-hmm. she sort of learned you know from both of us from both of us and then has her own style obviously like everybody does um phenomenal teacher of scripture sees the everyday sees god working in the details and in the normal and in and and in the everyday both in scripture but also in her own life Mm -hmm. um it's a gift that she has to be able to uh she's she reads scripture in um in color yeah you know she's she's they're they're written in black and white but she sees it in color and uh and she uh she has a, a a unique ability to connect with a wide age range um like she connects, like I told her, she's actually going to be a seminary teacher at Lehigh high school where my kids go. And I said, that's fine. You're allowed to teach there, but you have to have my kids in your class like every semester. So I don't know if that's a rule payback or whatever, but payback. yeah, it's payback.
1: It's her dues.
0: Uh, yeah. And my kids, just, they screamed when they found out she was coming. They yeah, love but, grace. But then it's so but cute then, because
1: the Inklings community just loves her. Grace teaches a lot on our Inklings Institute class on Thursday mornings. And, um, and the women also just love her. And, yeah. and we had her teach with us in Israel while we were there. It and, a tryout.
0: Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what
1: if it was? And the whole tour just, they were like, wow, it's so fun. I even sit when Grace teaches and just find myself so Yeah, when she mes-high. stood on the
0: stage of, you know, multiply goodness to talk to all those adult women, you know, and she's able to, she's got an uncanny gift to be able to teach scripture in a way that's relatable to so many different um age groups and yeah. anyways um we're super excited for for grace to come as sad as um yeah. you know super sad that emily has to kind of go behind the scenes she's going to be more sad because she's going to miss all the fun that happens i know on the- <laughs> but i'm not going to miss all the fun yeah
1: uh, here i am yeah
0: right in this spot i'm also but... I have
1: a lot of anxiety about that but it's <laughs> gonna be
0: fine <laughs> we might have to start editing um, <laughs> for our first time
1: yeah um, that is so true
0: but emily mm-hmm. will still still part of this family still be a part of the projects that we do at don't miss this behind the scenes with a lot at don't miss us and our good news brand family she's still a part of that and everything going on there too and so yeah which
1: will be so fun because i love this community means the world to me and right when I got called, I did a lot of praying about what does this look like? And and I was praying, what does it look like for me? And the spirit finally said to me, this is actually, you're praying the wrong prayer. Uh, what does this look like for the community is the question that you should be asking because this actually isn't about you. And the community um, is built around a family of people who loves to study scripture together. Yeah. And I don't have to walk away from that. That's who we are. And that's what we all do and so i'll pop in and out and you'll you'll just see me coming and going but um for the next five years my passion is for the young women of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints and whatever good i can add to that community um but but i'll be back and forth so yeah. that will be sweet i think for all of us
0: Thanks for letting us kind of go over those two things. We just feel really passionate about that. You know, the YSA conference felt like a cool opportunity and then obviously you're uh you're a part of what happens, you know, in our lives and what happens with us here and so we wanted to kind of give a heads up to let you know like what we've um landed on, what God's helped us land on with this and and uh yeah. Yeah. And uh and let's jump in. Let's jump into the okay. to the scriptures here. Um, this first section here, uh, Heaven's Open, is, it's a story that actually changes. It's a radical change in the understand people's understanding of the gospel of Jesus Christ, of what it looks like to worship God. And you're going to see this kind of happen throughout, right? That when Jesus came, there was an order to what he was doing. And he said, I came first to the house of Israel, right? And then to the Gentiles. It was always promised and it was always prophesied that, that would happen, but Culturally, they weren't used to it. The, is, like the members of the House of Israel are used to like, oh, we are God's covenant people and there's us and then there's them is um, sort of like the cultural understanding and everything. And even though like one of the last words Jesus says is, you know, even at the beginning of his ministry, mm-hmm. for God so loved the whole world, yeah, you know, and, and maybe people didn't catch on. And he kept saying that. And he healed the, the Gentile woman's daughter. You know, and, and it was just like, he he kept kind of, and he went to the woman of Samaria and he talked about it almost to like warm, warm everybody up to this idea. It's like,
1: this is okay. This is a whole
0: world, right? That I came to your, your mission as the house of Israel was actually to take the message to the whole world, you know, and don't maybe get caught up accidentally in, It's a job hazard of a covenant people to feel like, oh, this is for us and only us, but rather like, oh, no, you were called, Mm -hmm. and the covenant was to To bless all nations. Which
1: is so good to remember, because sometimes we do get uh, protective of the community in a way that doesn't ever allow anyone on the outside to feel welcome in the community. And how important it it is for us to remember, we actually are the welcoming door. That's our job is to bring people in. And we're going to learn that really well in Acts 10 and Acts 11. We're going to teach from Acts 11, which is the retelling of the the account that happens in Acts 10. But as we go through this, what we want to print out or point out to you are some principles of revelation that are true for Peter and for the church at that time, but also true for us. And the church at this time as well, and and those principles are found really well in the retelling of the story that happened in Acts ten. So we're so, going to start in eleven.
0: Yeah, but that, and let's tell the story first. You can you can flip that over. Okay. Here's what happens. There is a man whose name is Cornelius, and he's actually a, a, he lives in Caesarea, and he's a, a Roman. He's a Gentile. He's outside, and he is a devout believer. He's a he is pursuing this, like, he's captured by the God of Israel. And he's a prayerful man. And, and I think that's important. You learn that about him. And, 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 and it'd be really easy, right? Sometimes to be like, oh, the, the, those, those Romans, they are, you know, barbaric or whatever. But to, like, come into the story a little bit of somebody who's an outsider to them to learn, like, oh, uh, someone said something um, at the, you know, our friend Hollis who does the treehouse talks. Yes. Um, he somebody was speaking at that and they said uh distance um does not make the heart grow fonder hmm. and and was teaching like the opposite of that it was like when you come closer to someone's story right that's when the heart grows fonder like to like wait let me hear your story let me hear what it is what do you believe how do you work? who are you know what i yeah. mean and like so cornelius could have been seen as this like and culturally, like, oh, you're an outsider, but you learn like, what his heart is actually like. And he is just praying and has this vision. And in the vision, and he's told, go get Peter. He's in a city called Joppa. And he's like, okay, I don't know what that means. And he sends servants to, to, um, to Joppa. Camera two is Peter in Joppa, and he is praying up on his rooftop, and he has this vision of this sheet that comes down full of animals, and a voice comes to him and says, "Peter, um, arise, kill these and eat." And some of the animals in there are unclean according to the book of Leviticus. And he's just like, "I'm actually, I can't, do that. I can't do that. Like, I'm not. You're not supposed to do that." And three times it's repeated, and God says, "If I call it clean, it's actually clean." You know, um, and and a change. This is a major change. Like there was a, and and a previous revelation and maybe we can like talk about this for just a second because we were talking about this the other Mm -hmm. day how somebody said to me i like thinking about um revelation and direction of the spirit like a gps Mm. where it said the last thing it said was go straight down this road and then all of a sudden it says turn left and just because you're turning left doesn't mean the straight road was wrong like the straight road had to get you to the spot where you needed to turn left. Yeah. And right here, it seems as if God is saying, like, turn left. Yeah. We're going to go this way now. And they're like, no, 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 no. You said we were supposed to go straight. That's what you said. And he was like, I know, I did. And now. And you were. And, and that you, was great. Uh, you had you to ha- go straight <laughs> yeah.
1: for as long as you did in order to get to the place right. where you turn left. And I think it's important to remember um, this, when we're talking about revelation and, and also as we are seeking for answers and direction to remember um, the doctrine generally remains the standard. It, it becomes almost like the, the guideposts or the roadways. Um, the doctrine is gonna be what helps guide revelation. But within that, the principles that we live by Sometimes that's going to look like a go straight and sometimes that's going to look like a turn left. And um, sometimes it it could look like go straight for a long time, turn left for a second and take an immediate right, which is a little bit jarring for all of us to be like, wait, 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 Uh, why? Why is that happening like that? And um, that you really, if you believe in a living revelation church, have to put a lot of trust in God first. Yeah. And his ability to communicate to um, his church, to the leadership of the church. And, and to realize that sometimes we may be going this way and we might turn for a second and then head that direction again. And then we may take a hard right at some point. And that requires trusting God. I think sometimes we get that confused by thinking our trust is in the prophet. And really, our trust is in the Lord. Yeah. that 's where our trust is, and the prophet has the weight and the responsibility of fine tuning his ability to receive revelation as he works through that process
0: and I, and I want to say two things, and I hope i don 't forget them say purpose if I forget that but okay. i do when you just talked about the weight of that i, I we 've said this before, and I think it's re, i think it 's like so important to stop and to remember that because oftentimes people's initial response is a, is to, is a criticism. And it, I don't think asking the question why or trying to work through it is, is a problem. But I do think it's important when we hear the word of the Lord through a prophet to like, just consider for a minute what that weight is like, mm. you know? And it's like, I, I had a, a man yesterday, um, in our Sunday school lesson, we were talking about the talk on patriarchal blessings. Um, not Sunday school. What's the other thing I go to? Elders quorum. Yeah. Um, the uh and his friend is a patriarch and and they were talking about going to this, you know, fly fishing conference together and and just the atmosphere at this one section of that conference was not gonna
1: it wasn't my friend, conducive. Well yeah.
0: And he just said, You know what, I'm actually gonna like step out of this because I've got um I've got a patriarchal blessing I have to give this weekend. And I need to, and he missed out on a lot of like the fun and and, and whatever. And and my friend just like wept in that class as he talked about the, the, sacrifice. the sacrifice of something like that. And I, and I think that's, that would be really, really important, you know, mm. and you can watch it in this story and you see Peter like work through it and struggle. Yeah, and, and wrestle with it and,
1: and doubt it yeah, and, and, you're and just try like, and fine tune it. And I think we forget to allow revelation to have that process of mankind mixed with... Divine. Right. And to allow for the process. And allow for both. It. And to yep. say
0: like, oh, this is a co-creative process. It's a, it's a heaven sending and mankind receiving process. Like you can't go fully... Man, and this is all men's opinions. And you, and, you pr- and you probably can't go fully this direction and say, you know, it's a fax machine, like coming right. to the earth. It's right. both. It's like a, and I think that's beautiful. I it, do too. it makes it a little gritty and messy, but there's beauty in that. And let's, um, I think you know the story well enough that maybe Wait, we can. Purpose. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. I welcome. think it's like the scriptures are really clear about what the purposes of God are. And it would be, I think, wise on occasion to zoom out and like stop when you get caught in the weeds of certain changes yeah. in direction and so direction and, and back off and say like, okay, but where's, what's God doing on a grander purpose here? Like all his revelation is leading toward his grander purposes. And I think that would be wise sometimes to not get so caught up in the weeds and be like, okay, In the grand Mm -hmm. scheme of things. And he's got a lot of time and, you know, anyways. Yeah. So what's awesome in this story is he has this vision of these animals and the animals are a symbol to him of people, right? He's going to figure that out. Yeah. And he doesn't
1: know when he sees it, though, which I think is important because he's like. What is
0: happening? Why are you doing? Why are you sending a cow and a sheet here? (laughs) You know, and it's like, what the? Well, And,
1: and, And he knows right away some of those are things that he's like, no, I can't. Because he says, kill and eat these. And and Peter's like, no, 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 I can't.
0: And God says, you can, because I'm telling you, you can't.
1: And then it's so interesting in 10, when it tells us straight after that revelation comes. And he says uh, in verse 17, while Peter doubted in himself what the vision was that he had seen should mean. And that's one of the things that I love. The prophet right? Wrestling. He's like, wait a minute, this does not make sense to me. This doesn't make sense with what I know so far. This doesn't make sense with Leviticus or what I've been taught. And, and he's going to wrestle. And I love that he doubts that process that is taking place that we get to see no one like took that part out. They didn't like erase that and say, oh, don't tell people Peter doubted about this. I love that we get to be part of that like Wrestle. It won't be for days later that Peter figures out the meaning of the animals in the sheet. It's actually not till chapter eleven that all of a sudden he's like, "Oh!" When he's
0: retelling it, and he's like, "Oh!" and, and sharing it with yeah. others, and he's then like, he's like
1: oh. "Okay, wait a minute. This is finally making sense to me." And I love that that for for probably the prophet, but also for all of us. Sometimes there is a weight in the receiving. Yeah. Um, and, a
0: wait yeah that's what you mean oh both there's both, both. yeah but, <laughs> that's so true
1: but yeah a <laughs> but waiting there's a waiting in the receiving of letting it settle in and actually letting the spirit work in us until we're like okay i think this is what you it's really happening. do see
0: it again I, I see a gentle god here you know in the letting there be a waiting yeah. wait like a like okay let have you worked through this and it's interesting because while, is that, this is happening. while this is happening, remember Cornelius has already had that vision. All of a sudden his servants show up knocking on the door and, and God says in, in, um, verse 20, he says, arise therefore and go downstairs and go with them doubting nothing for I have sent them. Right. And so he just says, Hey, trust me and walk downstairs and start engaging in conversation with them. And the next answer is going to come. Yeah, You know, which is really cool. So the the poster this week, that's not true. It's not a poster. If you want to print it as a poster, (laughs) no one's stopping you. But in the worksheet in the journal is we put a bunch of verses up on here. And this is a great personal activity or class activity to kind of, what are some of the things I'm learning about Revelation? What are some of the things I could expect as I wrestle through my own Revelation, um, you know, from this particular story?
1: And I love when you get an 11 and it tells us that because they're going to travel now to the church and an argument is going to happen. There is going to be a debate um, or a, there's so many different words, a discussion. Everyone's going to want to attach to a different word because p- some people don't like uh, the thought of arguing. But I just love this passionate working out of what does this vision of this sheet and these animals actually mean? And I love that God is like, they'll figure it out. And I'm going to actually let them figure it out. They're going to wrestle this out. And, and I, we should
0: say, I guess we missed the end of the story, which oh. is, uh, which will help make sense here that, you know, Peter finally does meet up with Cornelius and he, and they speak and they talk with each other. And the Holy Ghost, it says, falls on all of them. And then that's when Peter's like, oh, oh my gosh, wait a second.
1: It was an animal. Yeah. And then, people.
0: and then he, he baptizes him. And it's this, you know, Gentile person who's baptized. And it's like, and that's when the rest of everybody else hears about the baptism. And And he gets back there. You you can't do that. And that's when he starts retelling the story in, in chapter 11.
1: Yeah. And I love when it says this, Peter rehearsed the matter from the beginning and expounded it by order to them because there's something really neat about the order. It's just like when you were talking about grace, it's so interesting that before that call ever came, I forgot that that is the order that it happened in that you had already been given a revelation that you didn't understand what it meant. And I love that there is an order that he's like, let me give this to you right now while you can actually hear me say it to you because what's about to happen. You might need to be able to go back to that night and say, oh, it reminds me of DNC 6, which I love.
0: Cast your yeah, mind. Yeah, cast your
1: mind upon the night that I spoke to you already. Did you not feel peace
0: Yeah, in your yeah. heart? And
1: I love that there is this order that goes and then and you get we this, go
0: through. You get this another spot in today's, and I, and I can't remember if it's in today's lesson or next, or next time's week's. lesson, where... Um, Paul and Silas are going to rehearse again and again and again the miracles that they've seen yeah. with people. And there's, there's something about that that I think is, like, go back through it, tell the story, right? Because there might says, Let be me a walk piece you through this. that hasn't yeah. stood out
1: to you before that actually is going to, and that really is true because when we sat down that very first day and we were hashing out, what is this actually going to look like? Um, grace was not our immediate thought. We, we kind of had talked about several things and then David was like, you know, I had this experience happen, which I didn't even know about, um, that then settled in on the, the weight of that. And there is an order. And, um, it's interesting because in five, he says, the first thing I did is I was praying. And that's usually how revelation is going to start is with a prayer. And then there was this vision that came into my mind. And then I considered it for a while. And we just love as you're going through these verses that there's going to be... And can I say
0: something about this in five? You'll see he says he's in a trance, which is not normally a word that we use. Yeah. So I was looking at what the Greek of it was. Mm -hmm. And another way you could translate it was in a spot of amazement or astonishment. Mm -hmm. And I thought about how... You actually can see other spots in scripture where people have done that too, where they sat sort of in the wonder of something... Yeah, and that's put them in a place for revelation to come, and I think that's actually yeah a, a neat thing. Like yeah. trance, you might accidentally read over that and think like weird, like yeah. it sounds like voodoo or something. Yeah. But um, but the idea of like oh he sat kind of he was in some sort of amazement of something, and
1: yeah, or that that thought that you have in DNC eleven where there's just a thought comes to your mind that you're like I would never, yeah. I wouldn't yeah, think yeah. of that like that. Um, and I love that it can come by vision, uh, but also in Acts eleven seven, then it says, "And I heard a voice." And that might be more your experience. And each of you, the language will speak in your own way, and yeah. it, it might speak to you by dreams. It might speak to you by a voice. It might speak by a premonition or just a feeling that you. Um, get For each of us, it will be different. And I love that Peter kind of spells that out as he's going through.
0: I love in this 612, that word considered is in verse 6, where he just says, "As I, I, I fasten my eyes on it and I considered. Yeah. And I just like that that's part of a process, to sit for just a second, to look at what you're, or listen and just, hmm. Yeah. Like have that considering moment.
1: And then there. I love that Peter says in verse 8, the Lord says to Peter, arise and and slay and eat and he says no nope i can't lord um nothing common or unclean has ever entered my mouth and so i i don't think this is actually right and i like the questioning is part of the process of revelation of that wrestle um of trying to get it right and and that questioning time is actually really important and, and it's
0: interesting that it was a question on, like, he's explaining his reasoning, you know, back yeah. to the Lord. Like, no, 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 because you commanded this and this and this. So yeah. it doesn't seem to match up with what you've said previously, you know, is yes. sort of what he says. And I like that. But I also think it gives permission to, like, I think it's okay for someone to say, like, I'm, I'm nervous or yeah. I'm scared of this. Or this, you know, yeah, this I'm seems to too big for out. me or I'm trying to figure yep. this out. But it's, I this story gives permission to have an open... And to engage, yeah. you know, and
1: I love that this must have happened for a long time because it's repeated three times, yeah, in a row. And so there is that settling in and trying to understand and and, and you know how what's this going to look like and how will this be figured out. And interesting also that even with the repetition three times, that it, Peter doesn't just walk in and be like, "This is what we're doing and this is how we're going to do it." He's still willing to wrestle it out with in l- the leadership of the church also in order to get it right. So I think there's something about this question and repetition that is important. This
0: 1111 is interesting. And the lesson I kind of take from it is remember, then those people show up. And there's something about that confirmation, you know, that, that comes. So the Lord's not just going to let this go, but there—he's con- yeah, there's something. something going on. You yeah. can s- he has a chance to see, oh, hold on, the hand of God is in this. Like I'm having some sort of like, and then later, like when the Holy Ghost rests on all of them, that's another time where he's just like, okay, okay. I I, see God moving. Yeah, right.
1: And so I'll keep going. I'm going to keep moving forward because I can see God orchestrating in this. I don't know what the outcome is, but the Lord is still with us in this conversation. So we'll keep pursuing i also think it's so interesting we pointed out in 10 verse 17 while peter doubted um is when they showed up at the house and then the spirit tells him get thee down and go with them doubting nothing for i have sent them and i just love that wrestle of doubting and the lord reminding no doubt nothing doubting that's how you have to enter into this is you're gonna have to like walk down the road with them. You're going to have to enter the story. You're going to have to become involved. And um, I, I hear the questioning, but I need you to don't let it paralyze you or stop you from moving forward and gaining more information because the moving forward for him didn't solve the answer in that moment. It just allowed him more details that I think were important in figuring out. You know, at the beginning, he, he could have just gone out and killed the, whatever, the crocodile that's in there that oh, David's so worried about. He, he could have just been like, no, 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 th- I had a dream. This is what I'm supposed to do, eat a crocodile for dinner. And when Cornelius came, he could have said, oh, I'm sorry, I can't go with you. I'm supposed to eat a crocodile tonight. And then that would have not been right, you know? And I love the thought that he's like, okay, Peter... This, this hasn't quite take, settled yeah, yet. This yeah, this is going to take days. We're going to work through this. What I need you to do right now is not eat the crocodile. I actually need you to go with Cornelius because yeah. this is going to make a lot more sense at that side of the journey. And I love that Peter wasn't impulsive. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do.
0: And he normally is.
1: Yeah, this is what, this is what my <laughs> dream was. This is what I'm supposed to do. I don't have time for Cornelius, but he's in this process of revelation allowing the Lord to lead, which is an important principle
0: I, this one in chapter 11, and then that verse 15, by the way, is that one I mentioned already where the Holy Ghost fell on all of them. And and I, that's, that's a really important part of this. And I, uh, I'm going to come back to that in just a second. But I, in this verse 16 and 17, he says, then remembered I the word of the Lord, how he had said, John indeed baptized with water, but you'll be baptized with the Holy Ghost. And he is basing this decision based off of scripture that he now remembers. He's like, oh, I see. This was actually promised. This was actually prophesied. This is this is not different than scripture. It Which is lines so up important. It. Right. right. It
1: goes back to the doctrine. It goes back to that guidepost. Like right. we talked about that um, revelation can come that might change what are the principles of living look like. but." But for Peter, what stabilized that revelation was going back to the original doctrine, which was not changing. But the way living looked like, the way the culture looked like, adjusted in order to match what the
0: doctrine was. He comes back to what was previously written. And I have this is a, there's this one extra verse that we've added in here in Acts 15, and we're not going to cover so much this full Acts 15, but... we would say that's a fantastic scripture chapter to also study when considering revelation, but also revelation within a council. And some of my favorite teachings to hear from the Quorum of the Twelve are when they're in a setting and they have a chance to share what it looks like to counsel together. Like every once in a while, you hear them talk about what it looks like to sit together with the 15 mm-hmm. and to counsel together. And I think you see, you kind of get a sneak peek into something like that in Acts chapter 15. And you get to like look in there. But the verse I would add on to this one from 15 is Acts 15 15. Which is, he says this line, and to this agree the words of prophets as it is written. And then he quotes the scripture. When they're making a decision together, one of the things they bring up in Acts 15 is like, okay, this makes sense because this is what it says in scripture. In scripture, it says, you know, that yep. about opening up to Gentiles and, and everything like that. So that's awesome. But this last phrase yeah. in 1528, I I think it happens three times in this chapter. Um, One's in verse 25. It's again in verse 28. But I think this is such a rad phrase for Revelation because it says this, for it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us to not do this or to do this. And that phrase is so powerful because that shows that, balance and that relationship and that revelation is a living thing between the divine and humanity where he's like after careful consideration yeah after of what we're receiving of scripture of talking together at the end of the day it seems good to us in the holy ghost
1: which i love because it leaves room for this might not be exactly right but this is what seems right right now with all the pieces that we have and it allows room in the early church for if this isn't quite right we will keep wrestling with it until we for sure have what God is trying to tell us and I love that I love that there's so much humility Mm -hmm. there and like it seems good to us to do this if it's not quite right God will God will continue to wrestle with us and we'll continue to navigate this issue because it's important enough to us to keep navigating it. And it's different and it's new and it's not the way we've done it before. But, but I love that agreeance in Peter to instead be like, no, I don't want to be embarrassed and not get this right. So I won't even engage, but more of like, okay, God is trying to help us be better. At something that we're doing here, his
0: purposes. He's working yeah. out his purposes somehow, right? Yeah.
1: And, and this seems good to us. And but if it's not quite right, it gives permission to be like, we will continue to revisit this until we feel like we are in line with what God is telling us to do. It would be way easier if we lived with God and He would just tell us what to do. Right. But part of mortality, part of coming down here.
0: And part of the becoming something process. Yeah, yeah, Yeah.
1: and being transformed and and understanding is for some reason, this revelatory piece of learning how to commune in higher and holier ways. And I don't always get it right. Um,
0: And how God allows it. Yeah. Let me allow the wrestle. Let me allow the, you're not quite there, but. Yeah. Or move forward and to okay? give everyone the yeah. grace, yeah,
1: to be like, you might not get this right, but I actually love that you're willing to wrestle in this arena, yeah, which I love.
0: It's powerful. Uh, this it's really is where
1: powerful. we spent most of our time. Yeah. We've got four more things that we want to tell you just in case you feel led to use one of these uh, with the group that you're teaching. But this was our favorite lesson, and it just seems so relevant. To today, I want to just quickly um, talk about, for me, an experience where I um, had the opportunity to do this recently. And a lot of people have asked the question, what was it like to call your counselors and did you know them before you were called? And I actually didn't know them before I was called. And I talked about this a little bit on my Instagram account. And a couple people had written in and they were like, you didn't get to choose your counselors. And I was like, oh, no, I actually did get to choose my counselors in a sense. But as I was reading those, I was like, actually God chose my counselors. I have a, a really firm testimony of that. I did not choose who I was gonna work with and I actually knew going into it, I felt really strongly about that at the, get, at the get-go, that um, it actually wasn't my, um, if for the experience to be what the experience needed to be for the next five years, that god would be better at choosing than i would be and that was confirmed to me right at the very beginning and i felt the weight of that and although i could choose anyone that i wanted to work with i i felt the burden of getting that right for what needed to happen for the next five years and um luckily i had a lot of time i had a whole month to consider who I would be working with and I would take names to the temple. And one of the sweetest experiences for me was that I would take these names to the temple. And while I was in there, the spirit would say she would be so good and she would be so good. And then I would take two more names to the temple and the spirit would say, Oh, she would be really good. And she also would be really good. And after several weeks of that, um, It got really frustrating for me because there was a whole list of names that the Spirit had confirmed to me would be really good. And as I thought about that during that time, I thought it is so sweet that there are so many women who would be qualified for this call at this time and and who would be um, worthy and ready to accept that call. But it also got really frustrating, David will tell you, because... Um, I, I would come home from the temple and be like, "I am getting nothing other than a confirmation that all of these women are like are really good women." And finally, one day, when I was driving to the temple, the spirit said to me, "You're actually asking the wrong question, And the question is not whether any of these women would be good because they they would be. they would all be so good. The question is... Who does this generation need right now? Hmm. And that was such a different question Mm -hmm. than I had been asking. And it was interesting because on that day in the temple, immediately two names came to me. And one was a woman I had never met before in my life. And another was a woman I had met for one hour, six months before. Um, I, I had just been introduced to her for an hour six months before, and um, it was sweet as I thought about that. Andrea had prayed in a general conference, and there was one night that I watched that prayer probably twenty five times. Greg rolled over from sleeping and said to me, "I now have that prayer memorized. <laughs> what are you looking for right now And um, I, it was all I knew of Andrea was that prayer that two-minute prayer that i just watched and um tammy runya had been on one of our inklings our thursday morning institute class inklings institute classes and her and i had had a really sweet conversation long distance i was in california and she was in utah uh, in which we talked about grace and about jesus and and it had been a sweet conversation um and i watched that over and over and over again too and um, you don't have the opportunity to call those ladies or take them to lunch and so I had to trust God with a decision that would impact my life for the next five years and it was a really sweet experience on the first day when we all met together I was nervous because I prayed all the way there please Let me love these women and please let us have something in common and please let us be good at brainstorming together and and, and let us have qualities that will be um, good at navigating things together. And when I walked in that door, I was so nervous um, that these were going to be strangers that I would like spend a large portion of my life with. I got in there and Andrea had made this gluten-free cake, dairy-free, somehow she had gotten this recipe and she had powdered sugar young women on the top of that cake. And when I saw it, my heart just, I just was like, I love that she took the time to be like, she knew nothing Mm. about me, but somehow she knew enough to make something at the table that I could eat, Mm. which is cute when you think about Peter's dream. And um, that every time I am with them, the confirmation comes again, that revelation actually works and that God can work with people who who are, are asking the wrong question um, or who are imperfect in understanding, but that over time he can bring his, his great work to pass. And because I've seen it work in my life, it makes me trust the process a little bit more of, um, with right now, President Nelson and him, Doing that same wrestle and just trying to get it right and being willing to have the Lord tell him maybe you're asking the wrong question and and that wrestle that mm-hmm. happens and and allowing Him the space to actually get it right.
0: Our name for Jesus this week, um, remember each poster for the whole year. In case you're kind of new, is a new name for Jesus. We're learning His character is good and it comes from this. Chapter 10, verse 38, where Peter is talking about the Lord. And I think that's a powerful part of Revelation too. That is like, does it bring you back to Jesus? Mm. Is the answer you're receiving and the direction you're going, do they bring you back to Him? That would be a great um, road marker to like, oh, I'm on the right track. Yeah. But he says about Him, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. And that would be another indicator and road marker. Is this leading me to go about and do mm, good? Is, that, so is good. that happening?
1: And if it is, because so many people question, wait, is this a spirit yeah. or is yeah. it not? And I always have told my kids since they were little, if it's something good, just, just trust that it's it. a spirit.
0: Yeah, because yeah. he is good. Yeah. Right? Um, this next little lesson that you might dive into a little bit more and four years ago, we may have taught this a little bit more yeah. if you want to go back and see yeah. that. But yeah, Acts that's 12. a good idea
1: because I really do think we went into the James and,
0: and Peter, Peter story on in
1: great detail.
0: And uh, uh, there's three stories here and two of them, um, we're not going to spend too much time on, although like, ah, we want mm-hmm. to so bad. And really it's a lesson on this. You have James... The apostle, and you have Peter, the apostle, and two very different things happen to them, even though they were both about doing good and they both were um, prayed. They prayed for deliverance. And James is killed by the sword, and Peter is. Um, gets the angel. And gets an angel and is delivered. And it is a great spot in scripture to realize and recognize that sometimes in life you get the sword, and sometimes in life you get the angel. And one does not mean you're loved more or looked over more or more worthy mm. or any or anything like that. Although it's super easy to assume that, you know, if, if you get the sword or in contrary to get the angel and to think you're something better or whatever, both of those. But it's a great spot in scripture to let that lesson settle on your heart, particularly for those of you who've gotten the sword recently to just know like that is just... Sometimes the followers of God, the disciples of God, who are good, who are holy, who are wonderful, who are amazing, get the sword. And sometimes they get the angel. And, and often we might not know why for a little bit.
1: Yeah. And, and in our lifetime, we'll probably experience both.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but what happens in this angel sex, Peter is in jail and in the deepest part of the jail, and he is chained to six, you know, to to yeah. soldiers on his left yes. and right, and there's 16 of them at the gate. And an angel comes in and just knocks off the chains, opens up all the gates, and escorts Peter right out of the prison into the street. Is what happens. And in then leaves him there.
1: Yeah. This is my favorite part. This, if you're teaching youth, you this is a story that you want to Acts 12 is where you to want tell. to go for oh, sure. Acts 12 it is so good. Because the angel comes, he gets him out of all of the prison and then he gets him on the street and then he's like, all right, good luck. And he's gone. And Peter's like, uh, if people find out I just got out of there, I'm going to be in a lot of trouble. And where is my safe house? And, and he's trying to figure out what to do. Meantime, the entire church has gathered together in another house and they are praying for the release of Peter from prison, the miraculous release. This is what they're pay- praying for. Please get Peter out of prison safely. That's, that's the prayer. And so Peter tells us in verse 12, considers the thing. He's like, what should I do? And um, he comes to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. And he knocks on the door of the gate because the house is locked because nobody's safe right now right nobody is safe and this girl named Rhoda a damsel who is one of my favorite girls in all of Scripture for sure comes to answer and she hears Peter's voice and in like okay let's just think this through Peter's in prison everyone wants to kill him that's outside of the house and he gets out he comes he knocks on the door he says Rhoda it's me Peter Okay, if you're Rhoda, what is the right thing to do in that moment? Like get him in the house and hide him. That should be like your first inclination in that moment. Right. And instead the scripture says, and when she knew it was Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran into the house and said, "Peter is standing at the gate right now. He's standing at the gate." And she's so excited. Meanwhile, Peter. She left
0: him as a fugitive. And he's <laughs> standing
1: in the middle of the street. And he's like, Rhoda, you know. And she's in the house. And then, remember what the people are praying for. Please, we're praying for this miracle. This is the miracle we want. Peter, out of the prison, safe. And she tells him that. And all of the people um, say to her, you've gone crazy. And she's like, no, no, no. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's Peter. I heard his voice. And then they were like, it can't be. It must be an angel. They must have also killed Peter. Who loves that this mm. argument is happening in this room? Which meantime, I want to be like, what are you praying for, <laughs> yeah, everyone? Yeah. Because your prayer just got answered and it's standing on the front porch.
0: And who loves that they think it's it's his spirit and the, yes. the, the gate is keeping him out. <laughs> yeah. like, if it's his spirit, he would just. Come in. (laughs) Walk right
1: through. I know. The whole thing. I get the biggest kick out of it. And this is what I have written in my scriptures next to Rhoda's name. This is the most embarrassing experience of her entire life. This is the embarrassing story of like, you guys are not going to believe when I left Peter on On the the porch. porch. Yeah. And and now it's written down for all of us to read for (laughs) thousands of years to come is this. But Peter, it tells us in verse 16, continued knocking. And when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. But he, beckoning them, he's like, everybody, stop talking. Let me come in the house. And then he tells that whole story. And I just love um, in this set of experiences, these Rota moments where you're just going to get that front porch blessing, yeah. that prayer answered, and and that it's going to continue knocking. Like you're not going to miss um, that blessing. And, and you will have the opportunity to open the door and miracles will happen in your life. And I just, I love the reminder. Yeah. Of and they,
0: that. and they really might be on your front porch right now. Yeah. And you just don't know yet because yeah. you were expecting it to happen in some other way. Yeah. And it's like, what or, if it's... or
1: it was too good to be true. Yeah. And so you weren't, you were praying for it because it was right, but you were like, it's never going to happen. It actually and it's
0: there knocking. And it's, and it's porch. continuing
1: to knock. Yeah. Like your blessing might already be continuing to knock. And it's just such a fun um, story. Um,
0: let's remember to link that first video because really, if you are, this might, Acts 12 might be a great place to spend your time and, and let will hopefully we really did teach it four years ago and yeah. you can, um, you can have that. Two other quick thoughts. One is right here in Acts 14, where you have this spot where Paul actually, um, heals a, a person who is crippled and, uh, and performs this great miracle and a wonderful thing. And the reaction is a lot of times what happened with Jesus, there's a a pushback against it because it's not happening how they think it should happen. You're just watching it happen all over again. Right. But, um, and he is actually, um, stoned to death and, um, they take him outside of the city and they, and they stone him. Well, they think he's dead at the end of 19. And then in verse 20, there's this line that's super rad and it Mm. says, how be it, as the disciples stood round about him, he rose up and came into the city and continued to, to preach. And there's just something about that picture that is just instructive of what it looks like to, to be a, a disciple of Jesus Christ. That There are moments where we will experience persecution. The, the, the devil will oppose the good work all of us are trying to do. And we'll find ourselves supposing to be dead, you know, and just out of out of just feeling, mm-hmm. you know, and how sweet it is that those disciples stood round about him. And then he rose up and, and what that looks like to circle and rally around somebody. And and then he goes who's on down. in verse Yeah, who's down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in verse twenty two it says, And when he rose up he went and confirmed the souls of the disciples and exhorted them to continue in their faith that whatever the tribulation that we all have to endure through. And it's so sweet to see that. And then just to take a minute and wonder who stood round about me and who is it that I can stand round about Mm -hmm. and encourage in in their faith. Yeah, because
1: people are gonna be down and things are gonna happen. I I love when it just talks about um, when he says, um, tribulation is gonna come into our life. And, And just that thought of, think about in your own life, actually, right now, who's down? and and who needs you to stand around how how can we circle them
0: and and also just tell like i had that jack and all his friends are yes about to head off on missions and we've talked about this a couple times just to say like listen part of this is hard mm. and it will be through tribulation and you have a lot of companions in scripture because it's really easy and tempting to, when something doesn't go right, to think you've done something wrong, or there's something wrong with you, or this is yeah. not working out. I must God must not like me, and and it's just like, no, 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 no. You j- tribulate through tribulation, we enter into the kingdom of God. Like it is the path that all of us.
1: Yeah, walk. and there's power in the gathering. I was at the MTC last weekend, and I met this group of girls who were all learning together and they'd been there three days. And when they told me three days, I was like, Oh, how are you doing? I asked him. And then I said, cute grace cried the whole first night in the MTC. And they all of their eyes just got so teary. And I was like, the nights are hard. The first nights are hard. And I said to them, remember also the last nights will be same hard. You'll cry just as much to leave this experience as you did to come into, come into it. it. Um, but how sweet it is. And then I talked about you'll get each other through. It's those girls who will get each other through the first nights and the last nights.
0: Yeah. You know? And and it's neat to just like that. There's a, you know, a symbol of gathering together in, in prayer. Mm. You know, there's something about that circling around and... Um, in, in prayer and just thinking i said to those um we had a boy leave from our sunday school class a couple of weeks ago yeah. from a mission you yeah. know and i just asked everyone in the class who's going to who's going to pray for this missionary mm-hmm. you guys i have a missionary about to go so i really <laughs> should have talked about this this is supposed to be a fast it's a so fast great. principle it's so <laughs>
1: your end compared to mine.
0: Because I was thinking that on my drive over, I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I'm you when we first met, yeah. you know, because yeah. Caleb I, was out, you yeah, know. And, and just, I
1: see the end of it and how sweet it is yeah. at the back end, but the front end, oh, you remember me.
0: Yeah, I do. I do. And I make yeah. fun of you and now you can yeah. make fun of me. Just yeah, kidding. I will. But <laughs> I just said to that missionary, that whole class, I was like, you take a picture of this in mm. your mind. And on the nights that are really hard, you remember that everyone in this class is gathered around about you, praying for you. And, you know, and, and you know, you picture every temple around this world and people gathered in prayer for the missionaries. And like mm. you just. It's so true. There's something. And yep. they, but, but, not you know, and that's just a missionary. And obviously that's my world right now. But, but it is all so of neat us to think about because you know? I
1: was when I was at the MTC, they showed us this video i don't even know what the video was for but it showed that age of people out all over the world and they were building things and they were visiting people and they were teaching and they were praying together and they were on bikes and they were walking and you started looking at like the places they were in and the backgrounds and the countries and i was like this is a force this is a force and these kids have the opportunity to do something that not very many people their age actually get to do. Like They actually get to pack up and enter the world with a group, it's not by themselves, with a group of other people their own age that are going out all over the world to bring good, to, to do I was just thinking that scripture. very verse, Yeah, right. this is exactly what they're doing. They they go about doing good. And as I watched the video, Anointed I was like- Anointed by
0: God to do good. With yeah, power and yeah. the Holy Ghost. What you know? a
1: remarkable thing. I don't know why I had never, it's been so individual for me. I watched my kids do it and I watched my kids change. But for some reason last weekend, I looked at that thousands, tens of thousands of, of youth that are out there right now doing good in His name. Mm. That's it. That's what they get to do for two years all over the place. And they get to meet new people who they will love for the rest of their life and have these crazy experiences and make these memories that they will never forget for as long as they live and just... Th- that standing round each other and, and that experience that you're about to have with your kids. It, like, I don't think we talk enough about how amazing it is what the church is providing. Yeah. Like the experience that is being provided is unbelievable.
0: Right. Yeah. It's right.
1: just, it's so good. Um, oh, well,
0: and there they are. There they There's are. There's the man being yes. his friend. Yes.
1: <laughs> That's so cute. Okay, our favorite word, and we can just end on this. This is going to come out of Acts 15, 26, and it really is just a testimony of what we've been talking about, those kids who go out, but all of us, wherever we are, and whatever our call might look like, the, the mission wherewith we have been called at this time. And for some of us, it's going to be within the walls of our own home, and, and there may be a great work you are doing there. And for some of us, it might be a call, that we actually went into an office of an ecclesiastic leader and received. And for for all these kids, it's gonna be a call that sends them far away from these four walls, but into countries where people are just waiting for that. And I love how they describe this in Acts 15 verse 26. It's talking about, they're talking about the apostles um, and, and Barnabas and Paul, and everyone who's mentioned, and I love, it starts in 25, it seemed good to us being assembled with one Accord to send chosen men unto you um, with our beloved Barnabas and Paul. And, and it's your Sunday school class, right? Yeah. And it's that circle of girls at the MTC. and it's everywhere these kids who are um, wearing these name tags, and, and those of us who aren't wearing yeah. the name tag, but are wearing his name on our heart and it says um, in 26 men and I'm going to add and women that have hazard hazarded their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and I just want to be that person I want to hazard my life Um, that word can mean surrender it can mean yield up it can mean give over um, entrust commit like how many of us can say I I am going to surrender my life to him what do you want me to do Lord, and where do you want me to do it? I I am so invested in building the kingdom that I am willing to surrender this much time to whatever. Where do you want me to build? Just just put me in that part of the kingdom and I will build there for a time.
0: And I think this part is so sweet that that line 26 has nothing to do with what's happening right here. Like what they're saying is, okay, let's send out Paul and Barnabas and the others to deliver the message of the decision that we made. Yeah. But the kind, what they have been doing is so endearing to the leadership of the church that they can't help but mention it. You know, they're like, okay, it felt good that we should send these people, our beloved Barnabas Mm -hmm. and Paul who've hazarded their lives for the name. They just can't help but bring it up and be so inspired by it. And so, grateful for it and I mean you got to see this at the mission president seminar to even hear those yeah. who looked at their pictures and names on the screen and called them and how oh there was a moment, they are to them yeah you there know? was a
1: moment in that I haven't told you about this yet but um there was a moment in one of the meetings where they brought in all of the kids who were in the MTC at that time and uh Elder Christofferson spoke to them and then all the mission presidents were there and um, spoke to that group and the opening song of the meeting was called i can't even say it it was so awesome called to serve and um as they started singing i just turned around because the the kids behind me were so loud like they were so enthusiastic that i couldn't even watch what was happening at the front because what was happening behind was just so phenomenal and Then I looked to my right and saw all those people who were giving up three years to go and be with all those kids who were giving up their time. And I just looked at that whole room and I was like, okay, this is what sacrifice looks like. This is what Mm -hmm. submission looks like. And sometimes when I use those words like sacrifice and submission, I think it's gonna feel sad or heavy or hard and the way those kids were singing that hymn with just their entire hearts and souls and the sweet part about that meeting is um, I don't know if you know about the mission leaders seminar but the 12 apostles and the first presidency sit at the front of that room all of them that's who's sitting at the front of the room and to just watch those kids have that experience of singing that song and thinking, I'm a part of something amazing, a great work that is taking place. And um, I just sat backwards in my chair the whole time, which I'm sure was a little weird, but you couldn't you couldn't help but watch the enthusiasm on those kids' faces. I, w- I won't forget it for as long as I live just watching them claim that, Privilege.
0: To hazard um, their lives. Yep. Yeah. To hazard their lives. It's awesome.
1: Yeah. It was so awesome.
0: Paul for sure and more to come with him. Yeah. He is the he's he's the missionaries mascot. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. All through these next couple chapters. Yep. Cool. So right, good. See you next week. This audio was taken from a YouTube video from our YouTube channel. You can find us on YouTube at Don't Miss This.
1: Also, sign up for our newsletter at don'tmissthisstudy.com, and you can follow us on Instagram at Emily Bell Freeman and at Mr. Dave Butler.
0: Thanks for listening. Bye.